Welcome back to Enlightened Relationships. I'm Lindsay K. Porter, and if you missed last week's episode, in fact, if you missed the last two episodes, you will want to take a listen because it was a two-part series of decision paralysis and how we get stuck in no action with decision paralysis. So check it out. This week, we're going to talk about the blurred lines between expectations and standards and how boundaries fit into the dynamic. So let's dive in. Are you sick and tired of your life and relationships being so difficult, resulting in that endless frustrating cycle of directing, correcting, and ordering the people in it, ultimately draining you of your happiness? So... How are people like you and I, who care and are willing to invest in our relationships, people who are willing to take ownership of our behaviors and actions, how are we able to make the changes necessary to create intentional relationships? Well, that is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Lindsay K. Porter, and welcome to Enlightened Relationships. Hi, everyone. I am excited to be here with you today and to really dive into this content uh, that I have planned for you around how we are blurring the lines between expectations and standards and what they really are and how boundaries really fit into the to the mix because I'm going to just say it I feel like boundaries is a buzzword and everyone's using it and in ways that's you know very limiting and what that looks like and how we're projecting our expectations on others through our boundaries and that's not really how I see boundaries so I want to share this with you today and hopefully give you another perspective to consider that might start shifting the way you're seeing your life and relationships and how this plays out in them. So let's talk about this today. Last week, we've been talking around expectations and how they really are resentments waiting to happen because we are thinking about what others should be doing and how they should behave and how they should interact with us. And that kind of goes on with expectations. So what is expectations? Well, expectation is a strong belief. It's really that operating system, that brain that we have, the way in which it's wired, that something or someone will or should say, do, behave, um, or experience something, that something should happen. That's what expectation is. It's a strong belief that something or someone will or should do something or behave a certain way or say something. And that's expectation. And, and we have, you know, self expectations. I, I can speak to this because I've done this many times over in my own life where I should be a better wife. I should be more affectionate. I should be more patient with my children. I should be taller or thinner. I should be in this role or position at my job. This is the self expectations that we have where we end up shooting all over ourselves, right? <laughs> and we put those same shoulds on the people that we love, our partner. My partner should know. He should understand me better. He should really do this because it really triggers me. This shoulding again and with our children, right? 
Oh, my children should just obey. They should use the manners that I'm teaching them to do. They should be respectful. <laughs> you know, this is what I'm talking about with expectations. It is all about the shoulds, self-imposed or imposed on those that we love. And it does not work. Let's talk about standards real quick. What is a standard? Uh, standards are not rules, okay? They are beliefs. It is an idea or belief by which you live and operate by. It is the level of existence that you have for yourself that you don't drop below. That is a standard. It is something that is internal to you. Well, what sometimes happens is our internal standards, these, this way in which we're wanting to live our life sometimes gets projected on those in our life because we think they should have our standards. And this is how this line of expectations and standards really get blurred. And let's throw boundaries into the mix. So if they're not living these same standards and we have this expectation that they should be, then we put these boundaries in place that keeps them out, limited, um, um, a wall of protection to really protect ourselves. And this is where I think sometimes boundaries gets a bad rap in the way in which we're leveraging and using it. I want to stick with standards real quick. As a parent, we instill the standards that we want our children to have by teaching them, by modeling the standards in our own life. We can't force them to have our standards. We can teach them what that looks like or get them curious about what kind of person they want to be. I do this when my kids start school every year. What kind of student do you want to be? What is your standard of being a student? What does that look like to you? From grades, from integrity, from perseverance, whatever that is. These are these values, these virtues that can become our standard of how we live and operate. Okay. And we model it. That is so important. The phrase, um, what is it? The phrase, do what I say, not what I do. That doesn't work. Kids see through this. They understand that what we're doing is trying to figure out how to navigate mom or dad to get the results that they're wanting. So if we're not modeling these standards, it's going to be more challenging to instill them in our children. So consider that. A boundary, I'm going to define what a boundary is. A boundary is truly a line that marks the limit of an area. That line causes division and separation. And this is where I was talking about the walls of protection. Boundaries are external to you. And where I my belief system, where I think sometimes boundaries get a bad rap, is they're about trying to control how someone else is behaving, going back to expectations, that we use boundaries as means of expectations. And, and I'll talk about that in just a little bit. But when we live by boundaries, we are keeping the people we want in our life at a distance we can't really cultivate a relationship of love and connection when we have all of these boundaries around us. We're not even open to experience the relationship that we have. 
So consider how this plays into your relationship dynamics that you're having today. Boundaries are necessary at times. And I want to explain this to you. I use boundaries in a way that allows me to strengthen my standard muscle. Okay. Yep. I'm using an analogy here. If my standard is weak and I'm not confident about it, or I don't trust myself to live to that standard yet, but it's the standard that I want to have in my life, then I put boundaries in to help me strengthen that muscle. And I'll I'll share what that could look like for you. In an ideal world, we would be living by our standards and putting boundaries in place for ourselves to really strengthen a weak standard. So here's an example of a standard. For me, I have a standard of no drinking, no drugs. Like I just don't drink and I don't partake of drugs. That's not who I am. I don't, it's not a weakness. I I don't have any struggles adhering to my standard of no drinking, no drugs. It just is an easy thing for me. I don't even have to think about it because it's truly a part of who I am. So my standard, because I have this strong standard in place, I don't need boundaries, which for me means if I'm at a social event where there is alcohol being served, that is not a problem. I don't have to worry about what anyone else is doing, what they're drinking or not drinking, how they're behaving. I'm not judging anyone because they have a different standard than I do. I can socialize with people that partake, that drink alcohol like I can. And there's no issue. And um, I had to many times in my corporate America gig when social events were going on um, with friends that I have. Like it doesn't matter the who, when your standard is strong and it is part of who you are, there's not a need for boundary. I don't need to close people out of my life because I can't navigate it. I want to hear it again. I don't have to close people out of my life because I can trust myself to navigate those moments. If I had a weakness, if alcohol is something I have had and I've enjoyed the experience of drinking alcohol and I'm wanting to have the standard of, I don't put that into my body, then I may need to put a boundary out there to help me strengthen my standard. And the boundary isn't necessarily about everyone else having to change how they're doing something or how they're choosing to live life. It's about what I do. I put a boundary out there to say, okay, this is a weakness. I'm aware my standard is weak for me right now. So I'm not going to go to this party. I'm not going to go to a sports bar. I'm not going to put myself in a situation where I am going to be tempted by my standard. And that is all about you. Your boundary is about you, not trying to change the way someone else is behaving or or what they're doing. So here's another one. And and I'll share this one in actually just a minute. Here's how I like to see standards and boundaries. Consider riding a bike, okay? It's the closest thing I could think of that you have support when you're learning to ride a bike. My my little guy just got a bike for his birthday and um, he has training wheels on it. Well, let's say a standard is the bike. He wants to be proficient bike rider. He wants to master this skill and have it be a part of who he is that he rides a bike. So the standard is the bike. Right now, 
He's not mastered this. It is not a part of who he is. He does not know how to ride a bike. So what does he have? Training wheels that support the bike to help balance it and keep it from falling, keep it from failing. So he has these training wheels on his bike. Those training wheels are boundaries supporting him in his desire to create the standard of riding a bike. And as he builds and strengthens his um, muscle to ride a bike, and he learns how the wheels can be loosened and a little bit more wobbly, that boundary can adjust. So it's a little bit more unstable for him to get the balance, right? And eventually to the point where the boundary is no longer necessary because he has learned the skill. He knows what the standard is and he doesn't have to think about it because it is a part of who he is and it's just what he does. He doesn't leave that standard. So that's how I like to see standards and boundaries. Notice how many times I said you, it is internal. It is about you. Yes, that boundary is external to you, but it's in there in place to support you in creating the standard. Okay. So I'm going to give you another example here. I have a standard of health. Okay. Health is my standard. This is something I've really been focusing in on this year. Like what I'm putting into my body, the types of food I'm eating, that it is about health. That's not going to cause insulin spikes and inflammation and, you know, all sorts of other things with diseases and health issues that I am fueling my body with goodness so it can perform optimally. So this is my standard. Well, I can tell you right now, that I am not strong in this standard. I try my best to make decisions as if I have mastered this standard that I'm wanting to create for me and make choices that are going to fuel my body optimally. And you know, I have a weakness for Dairy Queen blizzards, the Heath Bar cookie dough. Yep, that's me. It is a weakness. So I put boundaries in place to not go down the roads where there is a Dairy Queen store because I might be tempted to pull in and quickly get me a blizzard. Am I perfect? No. Have I had failures? Yes. And I don't sit and shame myself. I don't sit there and uh, have these thoughts of negativity about how horrible I am and health is never going to be my standard and you're such a failure. Why are you even trying? Nope. I go, this was a rough moment. Health is my standard. I made a poor choice and I'm going to try again. I have a new moment. I have a new hour. I have a new day, whatever it is to try again. And that's how this works. Same thing with grocery shopping because health is my standard. I choose to put the right things into my cart. What I'm grabbing and putting into my cart is on me. I am in control of that. When I see other people grab things that are processed and what I might deem is not necessarily ideal for our body, I'm not judging them. Those are their choices and their decisions. They don't have to live by my standard and that's okay. I can still grocery shop with people that choose this. (laughs) And that's how I see standards and boundaries. And when we blur the lines of creating them to expect other people to show up differently than they are, that's when we're blurring these lines. That's when we're trying to force what we're wanting on someone else. And that's how resentment happens. So the call to action for you this week is to get clear on your standards. Acknowledge where those standards might be blurred with your expectations on others. Examine it. 
bring it into the light. See if that's going to serve you having those expectations. And when you have a standard like mine that you are trying to strengthen, that you are wanting to become that person in your life, then see where boundaries fit in for you to help you really strengthen that muscle. Put the training wheels on. Be okay with that. It's about you, not about anyone else, okay? This is about you and the relationships and life that you want to create. Remember, this life is about progress, not perfection. Awareness is the first step to becoming. Join me next week as we continue to change the lenses through which you see your relationships while becoming enlightened. Thank you for listening to Enlightened Relationships. If you are enjoying what you're hearing, then please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast to help share this message with others.